The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Okay, so my guest today for the cappuccino is Pastor Kerry Rambo, who is a police chaplain. She's also a chaplain at Massey University and has been for about 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, she's been working with international students for about 17 years. Uh, she's the international student... Uh, ministry of, from the International Student Ministry of New Zealand and originally from Oregon, the United States of America obviously, uh, came to New Zealand in 2002 for the very first time. Welcome to the Cappuccino. Uh, so we normally do a speed round dedicated to Keanu Reeves uh, because he's well, speed's the best police movie of all time oh, in yeah. my words and yeah. my eyes uh, he's also John Wick, he's also from Bill and Ted, we can keep going until we're blue in the face. Um, right, so Baseball, football, or hockey? Or none? Oh, rugby. There you go. That's all good. <laughs> What's the one thing you miss about home the most, apart from family? Oh, apart from family. Um, yeah, the shopping. Yep. Yeah. The weirdest thing about New Zealanders is what? Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if I wasn't a pastor, I would be what? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'd work in animal rescue. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same field, just different clients. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last book read, and you can't say the Bible either. Oh, well, I'm studying at the moment, so I've read so many parts of books I can't even tell you the name. Theology of Chaplaincy uh, would be one. But yeah. if you, but because of my job and the heaviness, I've actually been going through um, all the um, kids' classics. Nice. So, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Uh, last binge watch on either Netflix or something else, something that you've sat there and gone from episode one to... Right to the end, they gone. I really enjoyed that. Uh, rewatching Alias on Disney. There you Love go. Alias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a flashback. Yeah. Okay, so before we start on Kerry's journey, let's ask about police chaplains, right? How do you become a police chaplain, Kerry? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. <laughs> uh, for me, I heard uh, that they were looking for one from a former police chaplain mm-hmm. and emailed away and said, hey, I'm interested in doing that. From then, there was lots of... Um, emails, referrals. Uh, I'm sure there was an application in there. It's been so long now. I I actually can't remember what uh, what I went through. But yeah, they check check out to make sure we're legit. Um, we need to be um, yeah, good standing with the community. Recommended by others. Uh, we need to be ordained. Uh, and, yeah, and I think they also check out that we're going to jive with our clientele, which is you guys. So, yeah. And you've had a bit um, of history of that because your father was a police my officer. My father's a police officer, so um, yeah, grew up with lots of blue uncles. Yeah, so what I always say to kids, our kids of police officers is, what was it like being the kid of a police officer growing up? Um, I'll preface this with saying I was so thankful he got out before I was a teenager, although he had lots of friends in, so if I had a date, he probably knew more about them than I did. <laughs> um, good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I. It was just normal for me because he was a police officer before I was born. So, yeah, um, yeah we had a, our own little community because I was raised in a small town. So the police kids hung out together. 
um, families hung out together, and yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, but, I don't think as a teenager I would have thought it was. No, it was probably great. not. No. <laughs> There's probably a few teenagers of people I went with are going. Mm, 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 yeah. um, so, do you cover a specific area as a New Zealand police chaplain? Yep, I cover um, Waitemata East and North, so from the Harbour Bridge up to Kaiwaka. Right, so it's a fairly big area. It's a fairly big area. Fairly big area. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, yeah. like every police officer, uh, always ask me because I've. I've always sort of reached out to our chaplains and spoken to them, and I should have said at the very beginning, um, I'm not really anything. I'm not really any particular flavour. I was saying to Kerry before we started recording, I guess if you're going to say something, I'd probably be somewhere between Zenist and Buddhist, but I've read lots of theological books. So um, you don't have to be, and this goes for everybody, not just police officers, you don't have to be of that particular flavour to speak to a chaplain or a mm. pastor, do you? No, not at all. Yeah. No, um... We believe, I think it's pretty well common, we all believe people have a spiritual bent. Yep. <clears throat> Whether that's in a formal context or not, that's that's really up to you. Yep. So, yeah, we're here for, for um, everyone. Yep. We say all faiths and none, but I think even that's a bit old-fashioned. Yeah. And to be fair, <laughs> most people who have become chaplains uh, have done some time as in community work and mm. on missions and doing that type of stuff. So they're normally pretty good at speaking to people anyway, aren't they? I, From, I think you would need to be, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of backgrounds, yeah. yeah. So, um, exactly right. So what does a police chaplain actually do? Well, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually still um, fairly new to this role, so yeah. I'm figuring that out myself and figuring out my own style. Yeah. Um, we had a meeting with, with Nyla. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, district commander and, mm-hmm. and I love that she said you know if you're an old man who sits and, and uh, crochets or whether you're into basketball or whatever just be you yep. and uh, I was really relieved with that because I um, do a lot of embroidery and baking and yeah. so for me right now I'm just going around to the different policing centers getting to know people um, generally I'll turn out like I did today mm-hmm. with chocolates or mm-hmm. baking or whatever but um, just to have a chat just to see where people are at, tell her things going, and um, kind of just get my face out there at the moment mm-hmm. so the people know that, yeah, she's there. She's not too scary. Um, I think we'll get onto my name later, but yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. the name Rambo, yeah. uh, people might worry, but yeah, I think yeah. I'll try to be friendly. But yeah, we're there um, on call as well for people just to call up and say, look, I've had a really, we had a really rough one the other night, yep. and I just need to kind of chat it through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really more about um, talking about things than it is anything. I don't know that I have a lot of answers to offer, but I have an ear to listen and, and help organize the thoughts. Because mm, lots mm-hmm. of my friends that I spoke to when I sort of said, oh, that, who's next on your podcast? I told them, and they're like, oh, a little bit like Father McCahey from MASH. <laughs> I love Father McCahey. And so do I, but I'm like, eh, kind of, I think like to be fair, and they're like, yeah, I said, yeah. I think probably the role of chaplains has moved on since the 1950s and they're like yeah so yeah definitely so obviously the church and service people have history going back thousands of years Mm. and why that tie is probably not strong today Mm. um do you think given recent events and everything else it's getting a little bit sort of stronger than it used to be and you may not know because like you said you've only just kind of started off in the role but yeah yeah um yeah it's a good question i think kind of depends on where the chaplain's tied in and, mm-hmm. and and their community around. So if they're in a smaller community that may be more tied into religious institutions, it, there may be more of that 
working together if it's in the bigger environment where there's much more multiculture um, change you know we we kind of taught to be on the the fringe of everything yep. and um, that's really um, yeah although I wouldn't want to walk a literal cliff because I'm scared of heights I, I really love being on the fringe yeah and engaging with people that way um, as a member of a, of a church but also as me um, just being able to um, to engage with people now yeah. many rookies and young cops I speak mm-hmm. to are a little bit hesitant to speak to chaplains right um, because of they, they have all sorts of I've had everything from perceived baptisms to uh, like you said lightning striking um, I'm not a regular church goer I haven't read the Bible I've got no beliefs in fact I might be an atheist I'm not too sure mm. um, oh no I've got different cultural beliefs and everything else that's not really a fair picture of your work is it because no um, no. You basically, uh, like you said to me before, everybody's an image of God as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Um, and you, you, well, it's not that you can't discriminate, but uh, and you, you wouldn't, but um, mm-hmm. it's just that yeah. thing of that's not your role as a chaplain, is it? Yeah, our role is not to come in and, and make judgments or anything that on anyone else's life or how they're living or or agree or disagree it's just to be there and hear hear stories yeah walk the path with people hopefully offer some good steps to building better health um, you know really wellness i mean it's kind of the keyword at the moment mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if for me to know that people are well within themselves and with the others in their life as is a good thing so how can we work with that so yeah i love learning people's stories i love learning their backgrounds um, and that's really important because that's who you are and how you engage with the world. Um, I can't tell you how to do that, and no. I don't want to tell you how to do that. Yeah. Um, I'll do it different from anyone else that I run across today. They'll do it different from me. So yeah. we love we love anyone who wants to come in and chat with us. Feel free. Uh, community chaplaincy is actually really growing in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. You'll find chaplains all in all sorts of crazy places. Uh, there's, there's even casino chaplaincy. Wow. Right? So That I did not expect. Yeah. yeah, well, I've been reading up a little on it, but wow, um, yeah. not really my calling, yeah. uh, uh, but um, man, I think if someone has that calling, go for it, because yeah. you never know who you might engage that's actually going through some, exactly, some yeah. big struggles. So, and, yeah. and hopefully they are reaching out for that struggle and not sort of, can I get a quick prayer on number 33? Yeah, 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 yeah. we we'll probably get, have some limits on that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 not wrong. So, now, COVID was crazy for all of the world. Um, yeah. Now, I'm guessing as a chaplain... There was a real increase in your business, um, mm. so to speak, for you. What were some of the, the big issues that were coming through for you? Because, I I mean, I know myself, I had um, people who were sort of questioning everything from humanity to mm. whether or not we're going to survive this, uh, what happens when the next pandemic hits, all that type of stuff. So what was it like for you? Oh, yeah, it was uh, it was a huge shift. Um, at that uh, time when COVID hit, I was... My main focus was the university, of course, mm-hmm. in the lockdowns. Yep. We were not um, permitted to have you know, face-to-face contact, no. so lots of Zoom sessions, yep. um, a lot of isolation. Uh, I was working with a lot of international students who'd just come in February. Mm. They hadn't even connected to New Zealand yet, and then they're stuck. So a lot of discussions with them and maybe group Zooms just to get people up and going. Um, and we really saw a lot of need as in um, need for food mm-hmm. scared to go out to get food yep. so yeah my husband and I started doing a lot of um, food parcel drops yep. things like that that anything that we could to 
support the students. And then as soon as we had those glorious few months of non-lockdown, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we got in, did lots of activities, got to know them. So then when we had the bigger one last year, we had a really good framework in which to engage with those students um, and and carry them through as much as we could. But yeah, it was, it was huge. And, and people asking, why am I here? Yeah. And, and yeah, am I going to survive this? They're all worried about their... They're folk overseas, just as I was as well. The mm-hmm. day we went into lockdown, my mom was in the hospital for a, a lung something that wasn't COVID, but I was, I would have been on the plane over, t- yeah. but I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there was a lot of worries going on. So it was, it was good to kind of acknowledge those together and not, not sweep them under the rug, but, but walk that path together of how is everyone's families? How are we engaging with them and taking care of them? And yeah, we will be okay through this. We just need to be. Yeah. Um, in community as much as we can. I do remember reading a quote, and I can't remember who it was from. It's from a chaplain. He said, "But nothing brings what was it? Nothing brings perspective uh, quicker than somebody questioning their own mortality." I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that, well, yeah, for yeah. another day maybe." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so part of your role as a police chaplain is to act as a link or facilitate contact with different faiths, churches, or religious bodies. Um, and let, let's be honest, police chaplains are a fairly diverse bunch themselves, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, so, and I'm definitely. guessing when you had the meeting in the district commander's office, you probably had, what, maybe eight or nine different faiths around the table? We had, um, in our particular group that was there that day, I would say a great deal of them were from some type of Christian background, but also working with mm-hmm. with other faiths. Yeah. I think it just depends on where in the city you're based. Yeah. Um, but I have worked on multi-faith chaplaincy teams. I, I love that. We grow from each other. We learn. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'd like, you know, I'd like to see, um, that growing is in support for people, but you yeah. know, if I'm doing my job, I'll hopefully I'm connecting with people the right way. And, Not wrong. Yeah. Um, now my question for you is when you have a room full of police chaplains, do you guys start asking one another theological questions? Cause look, let's be honest. And I'm not saying like your God's better than my God or, Hey, this is what we believe. You should believe this too. But it must be a really good chance to basically start a debate and sort of say, well, you know, this or that or any, or do you just sort of kind of let it slide and let's concentrate on our business? I think we try to find the commonalities, but yeah. to be honest, our main focus when we're together is who's our clientele. Yeah. So if I'm with the police chaplains, it's it's you guys. Yeah. How do we serve you guys best? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's changing and, and how do we, uh, you know, one of our biggest discussions was uh, the police center is changing, you know, some of the spaces from, from offices to open plan. How do you have a confidential conversation uh-huh. how do we change our way to be able to do that yep. if I'm working at the university yeah we we definitely talk about things but again the students the staff they are our clientele and really our, our main focus and energy yep. goes to how do we best serve so uh, yeah I'll start asking some good questions in the next meetings and see how those are yeah, see so yeah, how it goes down. I'm and just, uh, I'll definitely send you a message. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, just mention my name as you start up with those. Oh, definitely. Up. I'm going to say yeah, Constable yeah. Brian asks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Superintendent Hassan, I'll just be like, mm, okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, many of the international students you deal with must be very wary of different religions and belief mm. systems when they come to New Zealand. Um, I know from a fact that lots of them would have come from countries where different religions would have been persecuted, uh, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. How do you build a bridge? over that mistrust mm. to start off with because you've got like you said you know you're a, the messy university chaplain you're a police chaplain as well mm. um and you've got you've just come in from an overseas country 
you've got this uh, police chaplain in front of you or university chaplain in front of you sort of saying, you know, we accept all faiths here and, you know, we're um, all in the image of God and everything else. You'd kind of be a little bit wary if you were an overseas student. So yeah. how, do you, how do you build that bridge? It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, I've seen how this works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of go on the role. You show yourself friendly first, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, friendly, approachable. Um, food changes everything. Mm-hmm. And if I know the group I'm working with, then we will cater to make sure that they have food that they that they know has been prepared for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a huge proponent of build a bigger table, not a higher wall. Yeah, definitely. And I love having students and, and people from different cultures, religions over to our home for dinner. And, and so we, yeah, we, we make that happen. And I think when they see, oh, that person actually went that extra mile or asked the question. Um, we were at a meeting one time and I knew a particular group of students, the dogs shouldn't have been in the room and somebody had brought their dog. And I said to them, are you guys all right? This is, are we all in homestays with dogs? We've gotten over it. Yeah. We know for here in this context, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But they said, thank you for asking because nobody's ever actually asked us. Yeah. So yeah, there is weariness um, with anything new in life. And, and I think we just get in, to know them and know their story and, and, and try to just go, you know, there's no one better than the other one. We just go and we, we use the analogy of, of, um, of glasses of water. If I don't want to pour, I'm not the one with a full glass to pour into you. Mm -hmm. We both have half glasses. We pour back and forth to each other Mm -hmm. and learn and grow. And the same with the students. A lot of them are from cultures where they look at my white hair and go, Oh, I have to, you know, she's, yeah. Yeah. She's older than me, yeah. but you know, my, I want to learn from them as much as they want to learn here. So we do some fun New Zealand things first, yep. take them out lots of fun places. Um, yeah. And, and, and just build that relationship. And then we find out, are you connected to your, um, you know, do you need connection into a mosque or into, um, any place mm-hmm. or any, um, particular group? And then we, we make sure that that happens for them. Yeah. Uh, now the, I guess the next big one is. How does a police chaplain or a university chaplain, or just a chaplain, pastor, mm-hmm. self-care for themselves? Obviously, your faith is a huge yep. thing for, in your life, and yep. I completely get that. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't be here talking. That's right. Uh, yeah, but um, a day off for carry, yep. or a day of relaxing, mm. looks like what? I mean, do you oh, yeah. crank out the stereo? Oh well, I'll be honest. It always starts with a good sleep in. Yep. Um, although I have cats, so they're up at four. So I'm up at four with them, and then I go back to bed. Yep. Um, starts with a great coffee, right? Nice. That's my self care right there. Yep. Um, yeah, and then kind of depends on how tired I am. At, you know, reading, um, I do a lot of because we don't see a lot of finished product. I guess one would say in mm-hmm. our field, I like to do you know, crafty things with my hands or, mm-hmm. or something that has a finish to it. Mm-hmm. Really important because you feel like, oh, I've accomplished yep. something. Um, sometimes good coffee with a friend. You know, for me, I, I kind of have to assess myself. Where am I at and what, what do I need? Am I physically tired, mentally, spiritually? Yeah. And kind of go from there. So I have a little, yeah. Little, robust network. Uh, yeah, yep. I have a robust network and I have a little way of kind of knowing myself what I need. And sometimes it's just to call home to mum. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats a good chat to mum. Yeah, okay. yeah, nothing beats a good good chat with the with the parents. So often on the podcast, I'll ask wellness people to define wellness for me, right? Um, and I get all sorts of different answers, right? But given the fact you're a police chaplain, I'm going to ask you this: What does spiritual health care look like to you? Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. to me uh, uh, for myself. Yeah, for, oh, well, yeah. just in for, general, like just I, in general. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I'll start with myself a little bit. Yeah, Because it's going to look different for everyone. Because mm-hmm. everyone practices different, beliefs mm-hmm. different. Some people are very heavy into meditation or reading or mm-hmm. prayer. Um, for me, I um, crack open a good couple of um, audio books of good, encouraging um, Bible teachers that I yep. really get encouragement from. Mm-hmm. Um, it, prayer, um, even a chat with a pastor or a good friend that we could just hash over stuff. Um, but I think for anyone, it's, it's finding what is meaningful for you. For me, I love to be outdoors. And so if I'm walking on the beach, I'm just, it is a spiritual happy place yep. for me. I'm very um, into that being connected to the Fenua and always have um, since I was a little kid. It's, so for me, if any of those things happen outside, that levels up for me. People are different in how that happens for them. So it's finding that place, knowing yourself and, and really building it in. Or even having people that you, that know what your best things are so that when you're dragging, when you're struggling, you have someone who can say to you, hey, have you um, invested time in this particular thing that en- energizes you and, and encourages you spiritually? And then you go, ha no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, us yeah. chaplains, we're the same way. We're like, yeah. uh, no, yeah. I haven't actually. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, off we go. So I, I really think it varies from... From belief to belief, person to person, um, yeah. Uh, my husband, it's, it's serving people. Yep. If he's serving people, he's in a spiritual happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is definitely on, on the beach, not particularly around people. <laughs> Just don't make the mistake my best friend's grandmother made, and this is a true story of buying a uh, cassette of Nirvana because she thought that it was going to be somewhat... <laughs> prayer type music oh no i and was in my 20s in the 90s clearly so, it yeah, was yeah, not clearly. Yep. yeah i think grandma got quite a big shot yes i bet she yeah did. so and recently in the last 10 years or so there's been a real sort of wellness tilt um for people who started doing self-reflection we've started doing gratitude journals um stoas of meditation they're all fairly tried and true traditions <laughs> look let's be honest um that for wellness or well-being do you think um, as a society, we're seeing a return to sort of some of the old values for a reason, or do you think it's just sort of, how do I put this in sort of modern language, just repackaging for a new generation? Ooh. Oh, yeah, I think they're twisted together, really. I yeah. mean, some of the old trades and truths just are, but they, but we you might exercise them differently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... Wellness is important no matter how we do it. And it, and again, like I was saying before, it, it's different for everyone. But there's also, yeah, I love to see new innovative ways, but I also like to see good old traditional ways, yeah. you know, write things down. Um, yeah, I love the gratitude one. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you can't um, have gratitude and fear at the same time. Yep. So however that looks, um, you know, working on those things that, that, that work out there. We've, we talked before, I'm a big believer here in New Zealand of Tafare Tapafa. Mm-hmm. Love that system because it addresses all those areas of life. And no matter what culture we come from, there's something we can find, we can find in that. And, and identity is a huge part of that as well as knowing who we are. And that's mm-hmm. part of our wellness. Yep. If we don't know who we are, um, you know, and I come from like, you know, we, we call it in America, we have a sauce called Heinz 57, right? You, you heard of that? I've, I've even yeah. tasted it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's supposed to have 57 different ingredients, yeah, yeah. right? So I'm a, I'm a Heinz, yeah. 100%, yeah. Um, 57%, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Heinz. And, and so the question of who are you, where are you from? Well, 
I don't even know half of that. Yeah. But I have learned to know about me and, and, and what my identity is. And in that, then I can, I can find these things and, and do that. And so that's what I try to work with when I'm working with people is, who are you and mm-hmm. what works for you? Um, what, what really revs your engine or yeah. what really drains you? Something like that. And then how do we make a wellness plan about that? Are you struggling with your connection to the community? Are you struggling physically, physical health? that's huge with with affecting all the other areas so i really love that model um of tafari tapafa because we can we can use that and build a stronger thing and it's very easy to make steps that are pertinent to you yeah they don't have to be pertinent to me no and it's that thing of like you say you know you you see the fari and if one of the walls isn't there the fari is not going to be standing so it's like yeah if i use it with a student who's brand new to the country i'll i'll show them the fari and they'll say that's the wall yeah yeah yeah. i mean just within seconds they've never seen this model and they know and i said well what would you like to do what do you do to help that wall and yeah it's amazing to to see growth through that yeah Mm. now originally you came from oregon uh the united states obviously what made you come to new zealand all right there's the first part of the question the second question is what was your first impression of New Zealanders uh, when you got here? Like, I've had some friends from America come here, and it's like, oh, my goodness, if you guys could open your mouths and actually speak rather than <laughs> mumbling, um, or you say stuff, and then you do, after you've said stuff, you actually go and do the complete opposite. It's really confusing. So um, what made you come to New Zealand in the first place, and what was your, your first impression of New Zealand like? Okay. Um, I came out here with a ministry that was looking to set up something on campus mm-hmm. near um, a church plant. Uh, really came out to su- to support what they were doing, but I was actually heading up to um, Vancouver to do the same thing. And um, I just fell in love with New Zealand. From the time we landed in the airport, lived, breathed it, um, thought I may never get to come back here again. So pretty much filled my suitcase of any New Zealand kind of... I had a six-pack of L&P in there. Yeah. I had... Uh, <laughs> Lots of chocolate and all those anything that I could bring back, I, I pretty much pineapple lumps. Oh yeah, yeah everything, yeah, everything. Yeah. They stopped me at LA and wonder why I had all this chocolate on me. Of course, and I was is, laughing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I've been to New Zealand. If you've been to New Zealand, you understand. Yeah. So, um, just loved it, but you really didn't. Wasn't that interesting moving that far away from the family? You were kind of a family girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, over the course of time, that changed. So I said, oh yeah, I'll come for. A year, so I contracted for a year to come out, help things go on the campus, and um, yeah, kind of knew in week two that was going to last a little bit longer. I kind of thought five to eight years, but by then I, you know, had a residency, settled down, um, got two cats, and then a husband. So in yeah. that order, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it just New Zealand became home. I, I felt more at home here than I ever felt. Mm, that's good. That's a good thing. There, so, um, yeah. What about your first impression of oh, New Zealanders? I loved, lo- yeah, yep. absolutely loved. Um, I didn't really notice it was a different accent, but yep. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really notice, like you said, um, hospitality. You, you know, people just offered hospitality. Everyone was so friendly, yep. you know. And that's back in the day. You go into a shop and they wrap everything up yep. nice for you and have a chat. And nine um, eleven uh, had just happened the year before, and yep. a lot of people wanted to talk about that, and mm-hmm. I felt very. Um, grateful uh, it, to the people here to to recognize that we were all still kind of reeling from all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I just fell in love with the people. In fact, the first people I met at the airport, I'm still friends with now. That's and, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, I'm just thinking yeah. of some of the other things that used to cause my friends issues. No, no tipping in restaurants. Like, oh, yeah. I can't not tip. That's rude. Yeah. And it took them probably about two or three years to get out of tipping it. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's all good. I was just impressed that New Zealand um, restaurants pay their staff a decent wage as opposed to the American system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, tipping, uh, I found that yeah, kind of strange because I wanted to tip staff. Yeah. But now I go back and I forget to tip there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I always remind people, please, yeah, yeah. Don't, um, make, don't make me cheap. <laughs> for all those people who are listening in the United States or Canada, uh, that's the reason why New Zealanders pull out uh, either iPhones or are sitting there going, okay, so 10% is <laughs> if they've been right. a good server and 15% is if they've been really good yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's just yeah. something we don't do here no. uh, alright so the 64 million dollar question because we've already spoken about it but how much grief has Sylvester Stallone's Rambo given you during your life Gary because I'm going to assume that you are no relation to not John Rambo because he's a fictional character but there is actually a real soldier called Arthur J. Rambo who if I remember rightly not that I'm a fan uh is a was a comms mm. operator in the Vietnam War and is actually immortalised on the Viet, Vietnam Memorial Wall in Washington DC. So you're no relative to him, are you? As far as you know. As far as I know, not. But um, my dad's family was quite removed from the the bulk of the Rambo family. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Grief. Okay, I was in junior high school. <laughs> I was already probably five foot seven, a uh, chunky girl. Uh, Rambo came out. It was awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. And by high school, I had guys asking if they married me, could they have their name? And yeah. I thought, well, yeah, mm. if you're cute. But yeah, um, yeah, then yeah. I grew up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, now I love it because yeah. people do remember it. But what really embarrasses me is when I'm around young people and they have no idea when I make a joke about it, what I'm talking about. And I yeah. feel the age um, of that 80s teenage. I feel it in a whole different way. It is a bit but, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go, I don't go 24 hours without a question about oh, it. Oh, that's so, all good. That's yeah. a good thing. Love I guess. It. Love and like it. I said to you before, um, uh, David Morrell, the author who wrote First Blood, mm. uh, he made John Rambo's character from... Bowie, Arizona, and you seem to think that you might have had some relatives somewhere around we, Arizona. We may well have. So who yeah, knows? You'll have yeah, to get hold of them. Yeah. Um, so COVID's seen a real increase for people needing or seeking help or feeling mm-hmm. vulnerable, and I'm going to guess especially your students. Um, I'm not saying that they're not more stoic than police officers, but I'm guessing that they probably would have need lots of help. Have you noticed as a university chaplain an increase in some of the like uh, some of the things that I notice as a police officer, some of the mental health mm-hmm. um, and anxiety issues around campus, and then I'm just going to really go go for the jugular, so to speak, and say, mm-hmm. how do you think we solve them for mm-hmm. youth today? Because it seems to be creating huge issues. When I'm going around to schools, I'm seeing seven and eight year olds who've got anxiety about COVID or anxiety mm-hmm. about life. How do you even get started with that yeah um oh boy there's so many dimensions yeah. of that question yeah there is yeah um definitely we've seen um anxiety levels up for sure um even the question of do i do i say studying do i go home mm-hmm. that's been different choices for different students um i work a great deal with a pacifica population on our campus and I, what i really there's many things to love about them and one of them is that they love being in community i see less anxiety issues there because they they hang out together 
and they love a good laugh even when things are stressful and sad there's always a good laugh and I love that um and I love being in the midst of it um and so I've I probably see a little bit different view but we've definitely noticed overall within the chaplaincy it is hard because classes are still online and on campus uh we haven't seen that full-fledged so I think next year we'll be dealing with a huge amount of fallout from that mm-hmm. um even in our own family we have definitely dealt with a child who didn't get to do her first year of school in mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. overseas and um really struggled in that second year of being in the classroom and and how to how mm-hmm. to do that and and so yeah uh, we definitely had to seek all of the um help that we could to uh to support that young one mm-hmm. um i really love here i've just lost the name of the um the author of my head but the aroha books do you know the aroha mm-hmm. books yeah, about yeah, yeah. emotions yep, I, do. Yep. I hand every time i yep. get one i hand it to someone yeah they are fabulous yeah. about helping kids identify what's going on and 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 it's kid talk about wellness mm-hmm. but they don't even know it's about wellness. No, no, yeah, yeah. and i i'm a huge fan i have the whole collection at home and uh and i just keep re stalking them and handing them yeah. out for the younger ones i think even just getting them talking what are you feeling about how mm. is this going uh, the, the age of the older ones are always in their phone so getting them to even talk about what's going on with them i mean i, I feel for parents now because i think if it had it happened in my age of high school we didn't have that yeah we would have had to make other yeah arrangements but but now i think well it's it is it is harder to get them off the screen because they've now had so much more screen time than they ever thought they would have mm. pre-covid yeah exactly so, yeah. Yeah. um yeah like you had uh, how do we go about solving it we've got a dialogue we've got to build community and we have to do it slowly i think yeah I think ready. So. yeah mm. yeah and uh, sometimes community might be two people yeah that's the thing and i don't think people, people realize that <laughs> yeah um yeah and yeah you're right and i think probably more than anything for me the answer is we have to realise that we're all different, we're all diverse, and we we have to get along with one another. It's like Martin Luther King used to say, we might have all arrived in different yeah. ships, but we're all in the same boat now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the reason we need to start learning from other cultures and doing oh, other stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. But also, like you say, that sense, getting that sense of community back. Because you can still mm. see now when people are talking to one another, they're keeping their one and a half metres gap, some yeah. of them, or yeah. something else yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's one of those yeah. things. Or they right? don't want to come over for dinner or yeah. just funny things like that. Or not funny, but it's just different than it, than it was. Yeah. Or or you might not want to have 30 people in your house for a, for a holiday meal like you did before. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm going to throw mm. out a challenge to you because okay. I know that you, you've just said it there, so... You work with lots of Pacifica people, as yep. I did when I was in Counties Manukau. Yep. Uh, so a big malo talo falava to uh, all of our Pacifica people. Um, you're a blues supporter, aren't you? Yeah. You need to jump <laughs> ship and support Moana Pacifica. That's all I'm saying, all right? I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's all well, I, I will say this because I would be a misweight, and I am um, married into an awesome Nui family. Boom. And so fakalavalayatu to all of you. And, um, yep. I they're 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 more into um into league. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'm the one that was hauling husband while we were dating off to see the blues. Nice, yeah. because um, I had season tickets. Nice, good. <laughs> and uh, I bought a spare one just so I could start inviting nice. him when we first met. That's he, great. he used to turn me down and then I think then he realized oh it was yeah. Anyway. One of those things, yeah. <laughs> so I mean not 
Yeah, I'm just but saying. Yeah, no, no, we. Just yeah, saying. You're yeah, right. Yeah, if, yeah. if it came between the two on the day, I'll yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. I know. I say that because I yeah. sat in mail rooms for years, yeah. and we all sort of sit in counties manic out there. Man, if uh, Pacifica could get a rugby team in the Super Rugby competition, we'd mm. boom. And uh, the second it hit, I was yeah. like, I'm all over this. I yeah, be we need to get be- behind them. And, yeah. Yep, yep, uh, yeah. Yep. And to be fair, it's a little bit more than a rugby team, but yeah. I'll let people discover that for themselves. Yeah. Um, so, what's your favourite scripture or text from the Bible, Carrie, and why? Because I know that mm. lots of people who have a very strong faith will very often have their favourite sort of scripture text mm. underneath or their favourite verse or something else. So what's yeah. yours and why? Wow. Um, I think mine varies on what situation <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. think because there's so many great ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not biased or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. to be honest, the, my whole functioning in life now is is what we talked about earlier is... Um, is um, that concept and the, and the verses that say that, that humans are made in the likeness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's how I can start my day and realize that, that about myself and that about others and everyone I engage with. So for me, that's been my, just my ethos of, especially the last few years of how to do that. I can do things, you know, there's verses like I can do all things through Christ. Um, definitely yeah. need that because yeah. we all deal with our stuff in life. Yeah. Um, that one really keeps me going. I don't like to misinterpret it, but I do like to know that I can, you know, ask God to be on my side. And, yeah. and, um, and he's pulled me through a lot of fairly sticky situations. I have a friend here in New Zealand who says, oh, if there's a sticky situation, Carrie can get herself into it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, she's, she's totally right. Um, yeah, so those are, I, anything about strength, anything about, um, you know, God being with me mm-hmm. is, is a huge thing, but also who God makes us. Mm-hmm. Um in the in the New Testament, these um, from some of the apostles, we we wish all is well with you, and and I I couple that with the image of God yep. for, for my philosophy with people is is I want everyone to be well, yep. well in what they're doing and well in who they are, and so yeah, I couple all of those in together. There you go. There's nothing wrong. With it. You got to read it for yourself, though. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> and you're right. That's it. And um, like you've said before, you know, like what we've said before, you know, you can read it. You and I can both read the same. Uh, scripture and we'll be off on completely different tangents. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was so interested yeah. when you've got a room full of police chaplains. Yeah. There's a there's one hell of a theological discussion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. We'll, we'll let you list some questions I should, and I'll bring them in. For I should you just put the microphone you? in the middle of the table and let you guys go for it, awesome. guys and girls. Um, yes. Right, so last question. It's the question mm. we always ask our guests. So your day of reckoning has come mm. and you are lying in your casket. Mm. Uh, but strangely enough, just because you can, you can hear what your pastor or your chaplain or whoever else is officiating at your sort of, I'm going to say farewell ceremony slash journey, mm. uh, service, what would you like them to say about Carrie Rambo? Mm. Well, yeah. I won't lie. I've listened to some of your podcasts, so I did think about this question. That's all good, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it hasn't changed in 20 years, the answer. Um, oh, that's even better than She that. loved God well and she loved people well. And we like to hear her laugh. That, those are the things I would want to be remembered by. The, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, thank you yeah. very much for your time. Uh, thank you for coming out and visiting the station. Uh, if you're listening on the Police Wellness Hub, uh, if you go into uh, the 10-1 section of uh, the police system, you'll be able to access police chaplains there. If you aren't a member of the police, that's still no reason for you to get in touch with a chaplain, a minister, or a pastor if you need some help.
just like Carrie said, most of them are available at your local church or I'm pretty sure if you go and search on the internet, um, mm. you'll find plenty of chaplains that will be able to assist you. So thank you very much for your time, Carrie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. But please do Constable Brian and I a favour and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Coppuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.